Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. And we haven't done this in a long time. No, and the Dopey podcast should know the great lengths we go to to bring this stupid show to their precious little ears. Well, you drive a million miles. I mean, walk me through your day today. Okay, I woke up. I've been taking a lot of Benadryl lately, by the way. It's not good. Not good. I got in the habit of taking three to four Benadryl. Oh, I've never taken that much. In early recovery every day for years, and then I'd wake up with a five-hour energy every day. No, I don't do any of that. I took one last night, and I have nightmares. I have nightmares all night Don't you get sluggish the next day? I feel stupid. As long as it's just one Benadryl, I don't. But, like, my friend tells me that that Benadryl is a relapse. It's not a relapse. That's what my friend says. She says it's a relapse. As long as you don't take more than one to two every six hours or whatever. No, I never do that. As indicated. I have the worst nightmares. We never even talked about it last time. I had a nightmare that you and me went someplace. No, tell me about your daughter. Which one? Was there some nightmare about your daughter recently? I had a nightmare that me and my daughter and I think my niece went someplace and they couldn't sleep. So I gave them Benadryl, yeah, and they're like, a- we're on Benadryl, man. Daddy <laughs> gave us Benadryl. Maybe it is a relapse for you. It sounds like you're equating it in your subconscious with drug use. Well, listen. I go to sleep like a feather gently falling to the ground, and I have incredibly scary dreams that are really realistic every time. Yeah. Every time I have nightmares on Benadryl. And they're like intense. They're like movies. Horrible movies. Benadryl is the only way I sleep through the night. I don't mind waking up, but I wake up like three or four times. I I had had a little like, you know that like um, Fitbit thing and monitors your sleep? And it would be like... You do that? I did it for like a few months. It was like a fad. I think a lot of people did it for a few months and stopped. And it would be, like, a lot of people, like, wake up a lot. There's, like, two types of waking up. There's, like, a little wake up and a big wake up or something. And a lot of people wake up a lot. But even... How does it know? It knows somehow. I don't know. Like, the way you move or something? What the fuck does it know? Somehow your phone can even do it. It doesn't know shit. People (laughs) tell me this all the time. The phone doesn't know. You put the phone... I'm going to sleep. Watch me when I sleep. And then you put the phone next to your nightstand. What does it know? I don't know. It doesn't know know anything. I know the phone's steps are... I think the steps are pretty decent. I don't think even that's good. No, it's pretty good, actually. It's like... How many steps did you walk today? You know the Fitbit? I one day yeah. logged like 38,000 steps. What'd you do? I was working, like what you do. What did you What did you log today? I usually log like, I don't know, I don't look at it. Oh, today? Oh, I can only... I look? I can look at it. I didn't do shit today. Look what I did. No way. That's a lot. That's how you stay in shape. 21,780. That's like, that's like double. 10,000 is like decent. 21,000 is like double decent. And that's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And we had five flights of stairs. Let's see, how do I get to mine? Is it like health or something? Do you hear right? this, Dopey Nation? I walked 7.7 miles today, mostly in one restaurant. Okay. Can you believe that shit? Okay, wait, how do I get flights it's climbed? Bullshit. I don't want flights climbed. How do I get to steps? <laughs> Three flights of stairs. And 2,638 Which sounds like a lot until you see 21,000. No, 2,000's nothing. I just sat at my job and then drove to New York, which is what we were talking about. Our days continue, how we bring this to their precious little ears. So I had my nightmare. I made some coffee. 
Uh, I checked our downloads. I read about yeah, the Yeah, you Knicks. texted me in the morning. You said downloads are in the toilet. That's Downlo- what I, I woke up this morning to a 7 a.m. text from Dave saying downloads in the toilet. Man. And then I usually say, like, not bad. Or I, never say, I never say downloads in the toilet. I say downloads are in the toilet, man. Do you really? Is that what you wrote? New York State Thruways closed, <laughs> man. Downloads are in the toilet, bro. Bro. Dude, some dude came into my job today. Insane drug dealer. I should have had him fucking. He used to. He used to text me the menu of drugs he has. Did he have coke? Yeah, he had coke, heroin, ecstasy, a million strains of weed, edibles. I should have asked him. That was the most exciting thing in the world when you had a heroin dealer that always had like good powdered coke. You didn't give a fuck, but like I just—it was rare to get that. It was always different in Boston. There was like the coke guy and then the heroin guy. Every you know, there's a lot of is a different animal. Well, it's the high-end dealers, right? They'll have... They'll even have, like, GHB and shit. Yeah, it's so weird. I've, I've never known a heroin dealer in Boston that had ecstasy, let alone GHB. They'll never you last. Want, you want, like, GHB or ketamine or, like, meth? You have to be in the gay community in Boston, basically. They don't last. They don't last. What do you mean they don't last? Those kind of dealers. You, you don't get No, them. unless you're, like, gay and it's, like, your side thing and... This one guy, I told you about it. It was my second time I did heroin, and it was like the big jump off. Yeah. He was a guy who worked for a delivery service, and the company was called Indulge. And the it had business cards that were black. Yeah. And it said in white, you know, white font, Indulge, with a little white top hat. Really? And you called them up, and this 17-year-old kid named Kevin came down. With a case full of like every drug. Really? Yeah. We I got a, a weed service in New York. I was still a, in call the first time in college, um, so this must have been like two thousand three or two thousand four, two thousand three, and um, I forget what it was called. But the guy came. He had like a little like satchel, and it was full of glass uh, like plastic cases that had. Um, weed in it, right? I used to be one of those guys. Yeah, but, it used, but it, it, there was a sticker yeah. over the thing, and it said, the sticker said on it, don't let the bud burglar get you. Make sure this sticker is intact. So the, the delivery guy couldn't open it up and pinch from it and close it. So it was a seal on it, and then it also came with a $1 scratch ticket, everyone. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I told you, like, when Todd would live here, and me and him worked for a service like that, and Todd... Would go down. I feel like you would be horrible at that. I was horrible at it. Yeah. I mean, I, I Todd was good at it. Yeah. I wasn't horrible at it, but I whatever. Todd was good at it. I remember this. You told me Todd was good at it, but this is before Todd was bad. Well, yeah, it was in the beginning. But Todd, Todd would go, pick up. It would be like a big pizza box kind of, th- or you know, a, a, a ten inch square box or twelve yeah. inch square box full of the square plastic cubes oh you had the same shit yeah and he'd come home with it and he'd go pinching time and he would open up the box and he would take a razor blade and he would cut down those stickers that you're talking about so you couldn't tell he was this oh because he could recombine yes he He was this master of tampering yeah where he would pinch each box and like and we were obsessed with pinching to the point where it was the year do you remember that song uh it was like Closing time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I had this weirdo who would live in my house, and this other guy named Peter, and he'd live in my house. He's actually the guy who handicaps 
games in Costa Rica who knows Omar. Um, and Peter would sit in my house, and Todd would come home with the with the with the boxes of the fun, and he'd go, "Pinching time, one <laughs> sucker's time, but is another scrub's free bud." And he would cut. He would be like, or he'd do his rap version, which was like, "I'm going to pinch that bud. I'm going to pinch it." And he'd just make fun of Todd pinching That's the nuggets. Funny. It was fucking funny, dude. My friend is. This is horrible. This is not funny. My friend, first of all, he gets psychotic if he takes amphetamines and smokes pot for an extended period Is this the Teflon guy? Yes, the Leonardo DiCaprio Teflon guy, who we mentioned at Dopey Nation like a year and a half ago. He's listening, so. right? He listens sometimes. If you're listening, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to say what's up. So anyways, he, uh, his girlfriend, over the summer, right, He's he's been taking amphetamines, which he shouldn't, but his girlfriend's daughter is prescribed Vyvanse. Right? What is that? Vivance is like the new repackaged Adderall XR. It's supposed to be less addictive. It's just basically Adderall XR reinvented. And it's... Vivance. Vivance. Yeah, I tried it like when it first, first came out and you had like no insurance coverage and it was like $500 to fill your prescription. And the psychiatrist, who was ASAM certified, was like, it's a new, less addictive thing. It's the exact same thing. It goes to your liver and it turns into amphetamine. Um, so anyways... He uh, he was going through the Vyvanse capsules, his girlfriend's ones, and he was pinching it. So it would be like a 50-milligram capsule, and he'd like take out you know, 20 milligrams so and reclose open it. open the capsule and take a little powder Take a little out. powder out and then reclose it. And he's telling me – What would he use to do that? You can just do it with your hand. I mean you can do – I used to do it with Adderall XR with the beads even. And the beads – the, the 30s were cl- like clear on one side, so you could tell if – I could just look at an Adderall XR, and even if it was pinched a few milligrams with the clear ones, the 30s, that had a clear side, I could tell. That's how like – how much I had done that. Would you be like, I could cite an Adderall pinch? <laughs> yeah, I could cite an Adderall pinch. Do you remember, do you remember in Swiss Army Knives the good ones where they have like the toothpick yeah, on they, the side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, do I you mean, think they, would you use they, that? They, like, <laughs> You take the little toothpick and you oh, dip put it, it in and pull. Dipping, dipping out a little bit <laughs> yeah. of the stuff. No, so he pinches out a little bit from his girlfriend's daughter's Vivans, and then he keeps going back and going back. And he called me, and he's like, "He's really bad, man." He's like, "Almost all the pills are just the capsules are just empty now." <laughs> so his girlfriend's daughter is going to go back to school, and they're going to give him the Vivans. He's going to do nothing. Like, We've secretly replaced your Vivans with baking soda <laughs> well the stupid thing is he didn't even replace it and like if you feel a pill it, it, it sounds like you might you can tell in a second you could just go <gasps> and blow on it and it would just fly away if there's no powder in it they're so light if there's nothing in it that's interesting and he never secretly replaced the vibe with anything no and I just want to say something um Dopey's a show about recovery yes and Chris and I are both sober we're both sober and I just started my second year in my uh my program I want to get off the, the... Working in the substance abuse field now? Like, officially as, like, a, a, a therapist sort of capacity? So you work... I want to keep going with the day, but one of my big notes is I want to hear about what you're learning. Not much. But, so I... I I'll get to you what I'm supposed to be learning. Actually, I have some cool shit to tell you about. But continue. Well, this story, I just have to say it. Because um, we're talking about our day, and... Um, you know, I whatever I leave that I, I say goodbye to my family and who I love, and then I leave the house and I get on the train and I and I literally watch Curb Your Enthusiasm the whole time. Yeah, I've watched four full seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm just in a on week, the train in a week. Four full That's a lot. seasons. That's a lot in a week. And there's more than ten per season. There's ten. 
Oh, there is. So forty episodes. In I seven did days. four seasons of Game of Thrones in one week, in literally one week, because it was from. No, I did three seasons. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about four seasons. Yeah, but Game of Thrones is an hour. So right. Well, okay. Curb is much shorter. Yeah. But I watch it on the train, and then when I get home, I'm like, like Linda, I really can't talk. I need to. I, I watch it like it's work. Is she okay with that? I feel like she wouldn't be. She gets tired early. Oh. She's getting tired early, <laughs> and she goes to bed. But so I get off the train. And I start walking downtown, and, and I'm kind of just daydreaming about Dopey. Yeah. Which, and I'm trying to think of, like, cool things to take pictures of or what we're going to talk about. And I see this ad on the back of a phone booth. I should have taken a picture of it. It says, squirt.org, the hottest gay pickup app in the world. So hot, it's not in the app store. And I'm like... Well, that's weird. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, somebody taps me on the shoulder, and it's Ray from Dopey. Who's gay. Who's gay. <laughs> and I was like, Ray, I was just looking at squirt.org. Did he know what it was? And he was like, no, I got to try that. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me this insane story. Yeah. Um, Ray's been going back, and I, 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 this might be a troubling story. I probably shouldn't tell, but I'll use as much. Ray's been going to another country where they speak English yeah. to work on his record. Yeah. And uh, and one of the musicians that came back with him, um, a couple of them came back with him, and Ray yeah. hangs out with them, and they're not clean. Yeah. And this one guy, Ray, was really attracted to. Yeah. And um, and Ray said that this guy was such a train wreck. Um, that he would he would like buy a thousand dollars of coke in a night and do the whole thing. Yeah. And then one night, Ray said he came back after combining the unholy trinity. And I said, "Well, what's the unholy trinity?" And he said, "Tinder, Uber, and cocaine." <laughs> where where he got a Tinder date. Yeah. Got in an Uber, went to the Tinder date. He did a bunch of coke. He was upset that the woman. Didn't want to just blow him immediately, yeah. but the woman had a gay roommate, yeah. and the gay roommate loved the guy, and the gay roommate took him into his room and blew him and fucked him in the ass, and then he... Wait, the bl- guy was bisexual? No, he was straight, but he got all into gay sex on coke. That's not straight. No, he doesn't sound straight. <laughs> That's not straight. And then Ray was like, Ray was like, I, all I could think about was him blowing me... And that maybe oh, there's probably some fantasy kind of like straight guy fantasy yeah. thing. And then he was like, if I buy enough coke, maybe he'll blow me. And Ray's sober. Yeah, and Ray's sober. <laughs> it was just hysterical. Oh my god, it was so gay. It's too bad we're not calling Jason right now. It was so gay. Yeah. Um, and Ray, if I wasn't, I, I didn't reveal anything. I didn't reveal the country, the guy's name, what instrument he played. I didn't reveal yeah. anything. Yeah. Just the unholy trinity. The unholy trinity. I thought you were talking about like heroin, benzos, and booze. <laughs> Cocaine, Tinder, and Uber. And like Ray, it just... And, and it, the weird thing was that this whole thing opened up as I'm looking at an ad for squirt.org. That's synchronicity, man. That's God winking at it's you. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell me something you've learned in, in your school? Oh, so I created... No, I wouldn't say drama in my school, but like... So this year is theory, right? So each year, Dopey Nation, if you don't know, I'm in a doctoral program for clinical psychology and um, to become a psychologist and 
each year you have different sort of themes. First year for like an assessment theme was cognitive. This one, this year I'm taking personality assessment and we do theory classes. So theory is like your theoretical orientation, what type of therapy you do. So you could do psychodynamic therapy, which is, has its roots in Freud and psychoanalysis, or you could do CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, or I'm, so right now I'm taking psychodynamic therapy and humanistic theory, right? And so I go to the humanistic theory and I fucking love it, right? It's just like the best class ever. You know what I mean? It's like exactly everything I believe about the field of psychology. Which is what? Well, it's basically what they're, what humanists, and I'm going to probably butcher this. I mean, it's rooted in like, you know, it's like Maslow and stuff. And he's, they, it's almost saying there's a human component to therapy. It's placing the utmost emphasis on like the therapeutic bond between the client and the uh, therapist, right? And the therapist isn't this guy who's like this, who's basically like just psychoeducating or like has the answers. It's almost like they create a relationship together and heal each other. Do you know what I mean? Like therapy almost goes both way in the kind relationship. Kind of like, a, like a Yeah, sponsor, so, sponsor. sort of like that. Yeah, so sort of like that. So, um, And they also believe it's very hard to quantify basically uh, research in psychological terms, which is why like the field like kind of moves away from humanism because – uh, psychology is like this scared science that wants to be a hard science and do research. And that's always my thing. It's like you can't say, oh, like like CBT is more effective than psychodynamic thing for treating this ailment just because like who's doing the CBT? It's not like a, a dose of a drug. They treat it like a dose of a drug. If you do CBT and you've been doing it for 30 years and you have great relational skills, you're going to be better at doing CBT than some guy who just got out of school and is an idiot. You know what I'm saying? But they treat it like an hour of CBT with you is the same as an hour with a CBT with somebody else. Now, the flip side of that argument is with enough data, it could equalize. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be shitty pe- shitty people who are dynamically trained and good people who are dynamically trained, shitty people who are CBT trained and good people who are CBT trained. So it averages out. That's what the argument could be. I find but, this very confusing. Okay. But anyway, I'm just going quickly. That's my point was though. I love this class, right? And the teacures shares that um, we're the last cohort that's going to have it as part of the curriculum. The school's moving. The in. last what cohort? Like my my year, my class cohort. It's called? cohort. Yeah. So that's like the other people who are in my year. Have you ever heard that word before now? No, but I like throwing it around. Cohort it makes me sound pretty smart. It sounds like an evil group of people, the cohort. Yeah. So it's like, well, see, here's an example of like... Do you like school because it makes you feel smart? It's cool. Here's an example. Okay, so you get to tell people they about use, all this shit? So they, I was telling my, my sponsor this the other day. So like, let's say they're talking... This is like, this is just this singular professor and this is one example. But like, in um, the class, they're like, okay, like, let's, they're talking about like, they use a lot of metaphors and stuff. So they're talking about panic disorder, right? And this is how they describe it. They'll be like, okay, there's a god named Pan. Right, and this is like a real thing. Some Greek or like Latin god or some shit. Pan, yeah, and he he can like be, Pan's labyrinth. Yeah, and so he can be in multiple. Peter Pan, not Peter Pan. Are you sure? He, yes. Peter Pan's got nothing to do with the god named Pan. No. Are you sure? Yes. Are you positive? Yes. How do you know? I know. What do you know about it? Well, maybe actually the etymology, like the the. The, the guy who wrote flute? Peter Pan, actually, he probably does because Peter Pan can fly and he's in a lot of places. Of course. Okay, so, anyways, Pan, you since so he was fucking stupid. So let me finish this. So Pan, since he was a god, um, could be in multiple places at one time, right? So his job was to protect the city. So he'd be at all these different city entrances, like spawned in multiple places. And if somebody got through the entrance and got into the city who wasn't supposed to be, 
Pan would go notify like the governor or the mayor of the city. I thought Pan was a god. I'm just this is just just fucking roll with the story, yeah, all right? Sure. So if somebody got into the city through the entrance that Pan was supposed to protect, Pan would go notify the governor of the city, like, oh, like red alert, somebody's in. And then they're like, and that is panic disorder. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like the way they describe it, they describe See, it in these all, metaphors it's so and stuff. Annoying. I love so that shit. Levels. I love that shit. Because just bear with me here, because I'm not as smart as you. If Pan is a god. How does anything get into the city? And why is the you're, god you're guarding the city? Literally. You're taking And then why does a god have to report to a governor? <laughs> I wish you were in this class. It would be funny. So anyways, uh, my point is... So Do they you understand say, what I'm saying? Why would a god have to tell the governor anything? Be, well, I don't know, man. Maybe he's, just, maybe he's just demigod or semigod. What is a demigod? Is that like a, a semigod? A demigod is like a semigod. Yeah, so maybe he's a, maybe, some godlike attribute. Yeah, so maybe but he's, he's not also. Maybe he's a know. demigod and the governor of the city is a god god. So the governor is like God and Pan is like a lesser god. Yeah, he's okay, like, that makes He's sense. like God's minion. And the idea is that in a panic attack, something's invading your city. Like yes. when I'm having yes. a panic attack, Pan's not something gets through your defenses. So is that's the word making panic you freak out from the god Pan. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I think that I think it is. When you, I were, don't know. No, Pan means being everywhere. I just took Latin for five years. I should know. Pan is like all or spread out, like like Pan Africanism. Yeah, or pantheistic. I think it's believing in like many gods, right, or something. I don't know. No, that's. I literally should know. I took Latin for effort. No, poly is multiple. I think pan is like all, everything. Like pan-American flies to all the Americans. Yeah. Pandemic. Anyways, pandemic! Uh, pandemic! What the is opiate that? pandemic. Man. It's everywhere. It's everywhere you want to be. <laughs> opium. You don't want to be. You um, know, now, I, instead of telling people that dopey is retarded, I say, when people, people say, oh, you have a podcast? I say, yeah. It's really stupid. I don't recommend you listen to it. That's. I mean, I would want to listen to something if somebody told me that. I said it's far too stupid for you. Yeah, is what I say. I say really, I really don't recommend you listen. You know, to I was in I had supervision today with another psychologist who does my supervision, and I used the word retarded to describe something. What did you describe? Uh, I don't remember, but she was like, and I was like, I like corrected. I was like, I didn't mean to say retarded. Like, I'm sorry. I was describing something to do with the school because she went to the same school as me. If but what if you said? Do you think it would be okay with people to use the word retarded? If you're like, I mean, I'm I'm kind of retarded. Like yeah. I'm stupid. Like I'm I'm half retarded. Or, yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to use. It. It's funny. I actually. Uh, I don't want to get into this what? one. It's too, it's, a, it's open in a can of worms. That's too much. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Why? Because we need to continue on. We got a call. We let's got call. Let's do. call Hot Wheels. Oh wait, real quickly though, Dopey Nation. So I woke up early to go to my practical site and then drive fucking five and a half hours to get here. What is it? Ten o'clock at night to record this stupid show. You so got you all here. better be grateful and write some fucking reviews on iTunes, please. I you, beg you, of you. you. That's see, all I got. You just tell a little bit of the story. You don't tell the full story. What's the full story? Full story is you got here at nine. Yeah. We have a delicious meal. Yeah. We're doing the show we love to do. That's true. Entertaining the fans we love. I am happy to do Educating, this. edutaining, if you will. <laughs> edutaining. Edutaining the Dopey Nation. That could be the tagline. Dopey Podcast tagline, edutainment. Edutainment at its worst. The edutainment epidemic. 
the pan edutainment demic. Um, but then, just so you guys know, Chris, first of all, there's nothing he'd rather do than drive five hours to do Dopey. But even on top of it is he, he combined it with his romantic weekend. So it, after we do record in the morning, his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, who we'll get into that later date, Fucking sorry, all that's, you, a, Chris, that's a whole episode. All the Chris, all the Chris fanatics out there, you gotta. He's taken, take him off <laughs> your calendar. We've had this conversation before. It's actually been the death knoll in the relationship before. <laughs> but as soon as we say that, yeah. <laughs> it's over. But um, so Chris is taken, but he's excited because he's got a hotel room for tomorrow night. He's got a dinner lined up to sh- show the girl. Comedy cellar. Oh, comedy cellar tomorrow night. Twelve fifteen, the Late Show. Do you have cards? No, do you have cards? I don't know. I hope so. I'll hand a couple out. I'm not going to be... I'm with other people. You can have them do it, too. It's something for them to do. No, they're not going to do it. Why not? Because they're not us. They don't give a shit. It's not fun for them? Yeah, Annie doesn't even listen to Dopey. Thank God. (laughs) Listen, Dopey Nation. Should I say who Annie is real quick? No. Okay. I mean, do you... No, we'll do it in the next one. Or another one. Chris has gotten himself into a... It, it might be the greatest evidence of who Chris is, is this relationship. Do you guys remember the woman who dominated Dopey last year, Helga? Annie is Helga's roommate. And Chris is now in a loving relationship with Helga's roommate. And I was never in a loving relationship with Helga. The love went one way. And it was, as Annie describes it, a sick, frantic, obsessed love. And now we're just in a sick love. No, just pure. A pure, si- the driven, purely, a purely sick love. As the driven snow. L'amour de few. What is it? L'amour okay, de few. We'll, we'll delve into this later. How do you say just... sick love? Infermo. Inferma. Inferma more. Anyway, so uh, so Chris is, he, he might tell a story. Of, I mean, listen, Dopey's not easy. We don't get paid to do it, or very little. We we even I what do you mean very little we've net netted what under five hundred bucks no we spent and we spend thousands yeah we don't make any money and I just bought two hundred dollars worth of hats that I'm giving away to strangers yeah um, who insult me how about like Brian Wonton do you see how he put that yeah who is that guy he's constantly insulting me on, on he's the one who insulted me he said I gate off or something that I was him that was the guy. Yeah, but so this guy was insulting Dave and I. Like, who is this guy? He's saying these inflammatory stuff. And I look at his um, Instagram page. He has five pictures. And the first picture is Dopey, the, the Dopey elf, smoking a joint. He's a dwarf. And it's a tribute, or dwarf. And it's a tribute to Dopey Podcast. Dopey's so he insults us, but I think it's a loving insult. Just, just in case you it's weren't a aware. Loving. Dopey's one of the seven dwarfs. Dopey. Seven elves. No, seven dwarfs. And the Cinderella. And Snow, the Snow White. White. And the seven Snow dwarfs. Snow White is... is I you're not going to believe me if I ask you this. Please. Is Snow White Cinderella? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought she loses her slipper and becomes like a... No. Queen. No. <laughs> Cinderella is a chick... Yeah, she was like... Oh, she was the handmaiden. Or she was like... What of the you? sisters, she was like the little bitch sister who was ugly and didn't do anything. And then she puts the shoe on and she fits the shoe and she becomes... Is this true? She becomes the queen or something. Is this true? <laughs> I swear to God. That's what do you know? <laughs> Isn't there a slipper with Cinderella that she puts on? Chris, it, it's amazing. 
What what dosages do clomazepam come in? <laughs> Everything, man. Um, he doesn't know anything. Cinderella is a story about a. <laughs> Did you say clomazepam? Clonazepam. Okay. Uh, it's a story about. Does clonazepam come in point two fives? I know it comes in point fives, ones, and twos. Dude, I don't know. Does but it come I in know point the, two fives? I know the story of Cinderella. All right. Do you want to know it? Or yes. No? Hear me here. Cinderella is a story of a poor girl who loses her mother, and she, her father, somehow hooks. I don't know the backstory, but hooks up with a mean woman who's Cinderella's. Stepmother, and I could even that's and she's like the handmaiden to her. No, she's like the she's like the bitch. She cleans the house and does. But you know why? Her name isn't even Cinderella. Her name is Ella. They call her Cinderella because she has to sweep up the cinders all the time. Wow, this is you have a daughter. Yeah, I just learned that. Yeah, and so Cinderella uh, has a fairy godmother who hooks her up with a whole outfit and turns some mice into horses and turns a pumpkin into a carriage, and she goes to. The royal ball and the prince falls in love with her, but at the stroke of midnight, she's going to lose all the magic shit. So at 11.58, she runs away, leaves the slipper behind, turns poor, the carriage turns back into the pumpkin, the horses turn back into mice. This prince who loves her finds the, the slipper. Yeah. Did you know the story? Yeah, yeah. Finds the slipper and says, I need to find the woman whose foot fits the slipper. And he and tries on all of the women in the city. Yes. And then he finds her. And then she has hand over the mean woman. Well, the tables no. have turned. Well, you know, they actually It's like have, a pretty woman thing, you know? It's kind of like a pretty woman. <laughs> except he kisses her. The yeah. pretty woman won't kiss the guy. Okay. You know, I saw that, that, that Julia Roberts is finally with Richard Gere. In real life? That's what it said on Star Magazine. I mean, Star Magazine's one step above National Enquirer. Is it? Yeah, it's sleazy. Well, listen, you don't know what Cinderella You've got to read People. That's the, that's that's the, the, that's the, that's the good stuff. <laughs> Dude, I love all that shit. But I'm like a girl. I swear to God. I actually do kind of like... I never buy those, but sometimes I thumb through the Star Tracks, the pictures of like the celebrities. You know, they just take pictures. Do they still have that in People? I don't, I've never bought People. I've never bought it either. You're a liar. I swear to God. But I did... fucking we would do like the, sucking liar. <laughs> when we would do like the magazine sale, did you have those when you were a kid? No. Oh. Maybe. I would like subscribe my parents to like National Geographic and people How and all this shit. How could you think Snow White is Cinderella? I thought Snow White turned into Cinderella when she put the shoe on or something. Now I remember Snow White lives with the dwarves and there's Grumpy and I don't know my fairy tales. How many dwarves can you name? Grumpy, Sleepy... Grumpy is new. Is Grumpy even one of them? I think so. Grumpy, Sleepy, Dopey, Slappy. <laughs> <laughs> it actually sounds like the like Mexican gangsters' names in jail. It would be like Chuco and Sharky and Junior and... <laughs> Flaco. Flaco. Oh, Zombie. Yeah. Sly. I used to be able to just rattle them off. My brain's no good anymore. Well, Dopey's supposed to be a show about recovery. Yeah. Oh, we gotta call this dude. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. All right. Um, here we go. Okay, Dopey Nation. We are calling uh, somebody who wants to be referred to as Hot Wheels... 
And uh, he is known for the uh, DMT uh, talking to God story, if you guys listen. The DMT voicemail. Yes. He's like, hey, I'm is Brian. The is the volume up on that thing? Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey, Hot Wheels. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Did I say, I didn't say your name. I almost said your name. Can you hear me? Yeah, you, um, yeah. Kind of, not very well, but I can hear you. Is this better? That's a little bit better. Dude, why should we call you Hot Wheels? That's the worst AKA I've ever heard in my life. Because I'm a quadriplegic in a wheelchair? Well, now I just feel oh. bad. <laughs> oh, Hot Wheels from the wheelchair. I, I knew that, Did you too. make the connection? I did, but now I have. Now I feel bad. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, HW. <laughs> What's going on? Nah, not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. Brian, how you doing? You no, just called him his name, you oh, dumb fuck. Shit. Call him H.W. Hot Wheels. Dude, it's doing? cool, man. I have, like, the most distinctive voice in the world, so if anybody hears this, they're going to know exactly who I am. So the Jake would be up. <laughs> we love your voice. So what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. You know, can you call back in five minutes? Totally. Why don't you call us when you're ready? Okay, I'll call you back in five, ten minutes. I gotta chase my buddy out of my house that showed up unexpectedly. Don't do drugs. I'm not doing drugs. All right, All right. bye. All right, bye. Okay, uh, um, Hot Wheels just called back. <laughs> HW. Yes. Man's right here. So, I, I actually. Just to make sure that we could get H.W. on the show, I asked him how he was doing, and he responded that he's back with seven days clean, which is good. It's better than you're fucking with a needle in your arm, H.W., but what went wrong? Tell us the story. Wait, wait, before we... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I ask you something, Hot Wheels, before you get started? Most certainly. You can ask me anything. Okay, so... If you're quadriplegic, are you an IV user? Yes, I am. How do you fix yourself? Where there's a will, there's a fucking way, dog. Um, there you go. Food, and I use my mouth and tongue to draw it up into the spike and use my mouth and tongue to find the vein and push the plunger down. God damn. No way. Are you serious? Yes, I am dead. Well, I'm live serious. What are you usually hitting? Somewhere in the arm or hand. That's, oh my God, that's crazy. I always was amazed that um, Ray Charles used to be, you know, he would shoot up and he's blind. But he's not quadriplegic. No. But if he was quadriplegic, that would be even more impressive. Blind quadriplegic. Well, you are aware that you can be quadriplegic and still move your arms. Yeah, it's, um, so I, I, I don't know as much as I should, considering, you know, I had a similar injury myself. Quadriplegic um, is impairment in all four limbs. Okay. So how serious is your impairment? Oh, fucking serious. I can't feel anything from my nipples down. Wow. What about your arms? My arms? Uh, here's a good one. Put your arms straight up like uh, you're being crucified or make a T. And draw a line down your middle finger across your chest. And I can't feel from there down. Okay. Um, do you have movement in your arms? Yeah, I can move them. Okay. 
My hands are just pretty much useless. Oh, that's why you use your mouth to sh- to shoot. Yeah. Huh. That why don't you true. tell us tell us the story of how it happened? If you don't mind, is that cool? Yeah, it'll probably be good for me because I don't think I've actually told anybody like the whole fucking story, truthfully. So uh, yeah, um, I knew you were gonna ask me this. That was why I kind of wrote a few notes down since Dave talked to me about an hour ago. Um, I forgot the day started at the morning of New Year's Eve of two thousand two to three. I got a call from a douchebag. I didn't like anyway and uh I don't know started out banging coke in our arm um so we did that fucking I don't know for however long that lasted and kind of got drunk and I knew my buddy was throwing a party that night and uh we went over to his party and was doing some hardcore drinking my drinking choice was Jägermeister and I think I put about four, five bottles away that day. Um, and, uh, well, oh, the only person that had any coke at the party happened to be my former best friend that when I was dope sick two years earlier, I thought it would be a good idea to break into his apartment and steal his lockbox full of drugs. So, he wasn't about to give me a freaking line of coke or sell me a 50 for 45. <laughs> There was this pond out behind my buddy's apartment that I'd swim across several times that summer for uh, money. You know, put some money in the pitcher and Hot Wheels will freaking, you know, do something crazy, flip into the pond, swim across it, collect my money. So I figured I'd do that to get five extra bucks and buy a 50 on uh, New Year's Eve. One outside. And uh, this year it was unseasonably warm. It was 61 on New Year's. So I kind of, you know, looked it out, scoped where I was going to frickin' jump and do my little dive and everything. And, uh, for some reason, at the last second, I decided it would be a good idea to do a, a front-and-a-half gainer, or flip, as I guess you would put it, to a wrestling fan, a 450. Like a, <laughs> a complete rotation-and-a-half into a dive. And uh, in my delusional mind, I thought since it was warm out, the ice would be thin and I'd punch right through. I was wrong. It was still about six inches thick. Oh my god. Oh, I went through the ice. I broke the ice with my head and neck and uh. It was dark. It was black and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stand up. You were really drunk that night, you were saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But. Uh, cold water will sober the fuck out of you, no matter how drunk you are. Did you um, did you know right when you hit it, like something was like wrong and bad? Well, I used to be an athlete, man. Like fucking six four, walked around about two twenty five in shape. No, from football, I knew what a stinger was. So I kind of thought, man, I got a wicked stinger here. I can't feel shit. Stingers like when you get whacked good and pinch your spine, your arms go numb. Yeah. Uh, I just thought the ice was thick and I couldn't stand up. And I was trying to punch through it and break through it with the back of my head and everything. And uh, I don't know. It just didn't happen. So I kind of, man, you fucked up. And uh, I remember my last thought was, here's your swell. No, it wasn't my last thought. I knew if I hit the ice straight and if I went through the way I aimed, 
if I swam towards the other side where the people were watching, maybe somebody would see me. So I swam as close as I could, and uh, nothing really happened. Shit got dark, and it's like, well, time to meet your maker. And I remember inhaling water. Wow. And the next thing I knew, my buddy, um, fucking Matt Zuski kicked a hole in the ice and pulled my ass out. Uh, dragged me up on the curb and everybody's like we need to get him inside we need to get him inside and I was like no I can't feel shit man and he put a uh, touch with a lighter underneath my foot he's like you don't feel that I'm like no he's like we ain't moving him anywhere they called the ambulance and uh, for the sake of my friend's well being I was like dude just leave me with the doobie and two cigarettes and get the fuck out of here so as soon as the lights fucking came in the parking lot everybody ran back inside Oh my god It's crazy And then you went to the hospital Um, Yeah And they took me to the hospital And it was New Year's Eve And uh, the hospital I actually chose to go to That my sisters worked at The nerve The spinal cord doctor was over in Afghanistan Doing a month of charity work So I picked the hospital That didn't have a neurosurgeon Then they brought me downtown To uh Northwestern Hospital and the Spinal Cord Institute of Chicago. Would it have made a difference if the neurosurgeon had been there or the spinal surgeon who was on vacation had been there? Would it could have made a difference? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, how, how old were you and where was this? It was in Illinois. Illinois. I was in Palatine, Illinois. Uh, I was 22. Ugh. And how old are you now? 30, just turned 37 in August. All right. Well, uh, what day? August 13th. I'm the 16th. Hmm. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy fucking birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that is... Keep going, but like that is fucking heavy-ass story. So, H.W., when you were on that New Year's Eve, how deep of a junkie and cokehead were you? All the way. All the way. All the way. Were you in school? Did your future look bright? Or were you just Um, fucking doing drugs? I had on three wine that previous year. I got one into a detox for like umpteenth time. And uh, when they they had sent me out of detox, I didn't know that my parents had set me up with the halfway house. Out in Rockford, Illinois, um, where I was the only white dude in the house full of, like, 90 people, which uh, was a little culture shock for me. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, not nothing against it. I, like, racist or anything, but being, you know, all gangster music and black people and heavy metal me just didn't fit in. Yeah. And, uh, so I found a different halfway house where it was... Uh, same rules and everything, but it happened to be more for guys transitioning out of prison and stuff. And, uh, so I went to that halfway house. I got clean, and I started fighting, like MMA. I was out there for like nine months, got some good training in, got a bunch of fights in. And my parents weren't letting me come back to uh, Chicago or the suburbs unless I went to rehab out there in Rockford. So I went to rehab sober, clean, like nine months clean. I checked into rehab. So uh, that was kind of a breeze. Uh, I, 
I, I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, I wound up in the halfway house in Roxbury. Oh, so then I wound up coming home after I completed uh, that Rosecrans rehab, and I picked a halfway house in Chicago. Just by random choice. I didn't know it was going to be like three blocks from where I capped over. Aye, aye, aye. One day I was out walking around looking for a job, and uh, the Marine recruiter's office was right there. Fuck, they're always hiring. I had nothing going for me. Just broke up with the girlfriend. Figured, fuck it, man. I'd like a Harley, and I'd like an education, and I'd like a life. So I signed up for the Marines. Um, did all my shit. Was in shape for it. Went took all the tests. And uh, the night before I was supposed to get shipped off, I was riding around in a car with a bunch of dudes that were smoking crack. The next day, my drug test popped for cocaine. Did you smoke the crack, or you just had the smack secondhand crack smoke? Secondhand crack smoke. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Was it fun driving around with a bunch of crackheads and not smoking crack? Would you recommend uh, that experience? Folks never really been my go-to. Yeah. Like, I get drunk, I want to do coke. I'd do some coke because it made the dope better. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, it's never really been like, oh yeah, I need to get some coke. I like doing coke. No. I didn't like it at all. But I didn't know that you could inhale enough to fucking pop on a drug test. Yeah, did you know that, Chris? Well, I would assume that. I've never heard that, though. That just sucks. I mean, I don't know many people who oh, would no. be around crack and not partake. You can retake the test in six months or a year. So cocaine, it's either two years or three years before you can retest for the Marines. I just can imagine HWs at the Marine training or uh, whatever center and they're like sorry hw you tested positive for cocaine and he goes no it was just secondhand crack smoke i didn't i didn't touch it i was just hanging out with my buddies they were all just hotboxing crack in the car Uh, they actually weren't my buddies dude it was my fucking roommates at the halfway house oh my god this halfway house wasn't exactly freaking the greatest of halfway houses. And HW, to me, I just want to say, first of all, this guy... You know what? What's up? Let's not use HW, man. That sounds too close to HP, and it's kind of weirding me out. <laughs> okay, Hot Wheels. Um, okay, thank you. Sorry. It's, it's easier for me. Hot Wheels is one of our greatest fans. One of uh, He sent one of our greatest voicemails in. You've been around the block a million times. You did DMT. Obviously, you have a prodigious heroin and cocaine drinking past. Uh, what's the longest amount of time? And we are very grateful for your listening and participation in our show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, what's the longest you are clean? participating in fighting because they would drug test you but I wouldn't call that I mean I wasn't doing meetings I was just white knuckling it man so I don't know that just was not using Um, in the program the longest probably like eight and a half nine months working steps not just white knuckling it yeah what was, what was the best it ever was for you, like, in recovery? Like, was there was there ever, like, a run where it felt good? 
Mm-hmm. Be honest. Yeah, but it was actually during that white knuckle period because uh, I got to beat the fuck out of people or get my ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had um, yeah, my favorite thing uh, in life was probably winning in sports, man. Yeah. Being better than you, breaking your will. Well, I'm sure you were better than me in every sport, if, <laughs> if that means anything to you. Nah, no, it's just, I don't know. My drug of choice, like, overall in life would be breaking another person. <laughs> or, when, I don't know, basketball, too, just fucking winning. I don't want to sound like Charlie Sheen, but whatever that does for your ego, that's what I got addicted to, man. Hmm. So what do you do now, man? What do you do for hobbies and shit now? It's a good fucking question. I haven't come up with much since I broke my neck. Because everything I used to like to do, like I said, was like pick up basketball, jiu-jitsu, mixed martial arts, fucking... I was into yoga because mixed martial arts. Um, has anybody Has anybody brought you anything like... I think this would be good for you. Have you like? Has anybody been trying to help, like with with? Because Chris is always talking about um, say is the word actualizing self actualizing self actualizing, and I mean I mean I'm such a nerd, like my mind goes to like role playing games because you can win. What I don't know. I'm just <laughs> listen, I, I sound like an idiot. The funny but, thing is like. I don't. I don't have the friends to do it, but Dungeons and Dragons almost sounds kind of fun, man. Yeah, like, it is fun. Like, yeah, but yeah, winning at that isn't. I don't know. There's something about that freaking exercise, exerting yourself, and giving it all you had. Of course, but we got to deal with what we got here. Yeah, you know. So, um. Since breaking the neck and taking walking away and like everything, I haven't found anything that fills that void. Yeah. No, I hear that, man. Is that, and I'm sure that just exacerbated the drug use, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it totally did. Where do you get money for drugs? You pay taxes? Yeah, almost. <laughs> Basically. No, Dave doesn't. He doesn't declare it. Shut up. He works in cash. Wait, wait, wait. On the books, Dave makes like 10 grand. <laughs> your business. What? Social security disability. And can you can you have a prodigious drug habit with that money? Um, No, not really. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Yeah, I mean. If I want to be broke, I got like. Six hundred and fifty dollars I could spend on drugs all month. Yeah, and who do you live with? I live with my mom. Yeah, and what you told us—we were talking the other week. Your—I mean, your family's got hit with the addiction. You had some crazy stuff, didn't your brother? Well, yeah. ha- brother have some crazy shit. Um. Yeah. I really don't know the whole story because I was young when it happened. I come from a large Irish family, but there's 12 years between me and the next youngest. So I'm kind of like an only child with five brothers and sisters. Wait, say that again. You're the you're the youngest. I'm the youngest of six, but there's 12 years between me and my brother. Oh, okay. All right. So there's like a group of five, and then 12 years later, there's me. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I suggest Drun- Dungeons and Dragons for sure. I think you should find some online group. I'm not even joking. Yeah. You find some online group of Dungeons and Dragons. I, I mean, you should do online recovery, online Dungeons and Dragons. Online... I do, man. I don't know. Huh? I, I, I don't know. I, you guys should promote this fucking website because it's awesome, but you shouldn't do it unless they pay it. The, in the rooms. We talked about that. Yeah. The great fucking website, man. Yeah, it's online Not, meetings. Are they any yeah. good online meetings for uh, H, uh, Hot Wheels? Yes, they are. I recommend the website highly. Yeah. It's in the rooms.com. Yes, it is. How often are you doing those? Um, well, I try and get one in every day. Fucking as of recently, I'm trying to get a 90 and 90 since I fell on my face. How many can you do in a day? If you wanted, you could wake up at 7 in the morning and do them all the way till 11 at night. Yeah, that'd be a lot. You could do 90 and 90 in like five days or something. <laughs> basically one every other hour. What was the last relapse like? Shitty, dude. I mean, I don't know. I got and then freaking I did some coke and then I was fucking all high and was like you know what you already fucked up dude just do what you want to do and I did some dope and then the next day I went to a meeting what who, who sells somebody comes to your house and sells it to you um no I live in a suburb right outside of Chicago which one so, Mount Prospect Illinois I know the Chicago suburbs you don't know the Chicago I do I, I'm gonna be in Hampshire next month oh Based down like twenty miles from the west side, the dope spot. So you go down there to cop? I I personally don't. Freaking usually, uh, somebody else makes the run, and I'll fucking pay them. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that's how I used to do it. I don't do it anymore. But that was uh, the go-to. Somebody knew it. Who who would who who did it? Um, just one girl I know, or somebody else, a couple people. Hmm. Well, I'm a wheelchair. To, we'll give you forty bucks to go down for. Them. So, who doesn't want to call me real quick? Right, it's free dope for other people. Yeah, uh, this is going to sound very stupid, but are there any people, like professional people, who like outreach people, who like offer you ideas and like? Good stuff. Like, is there anybody offering you anything good besides us? Um, yeah, there's actually a counselor at uh, my doctor that I go to for, fuck, I don't care what people say. I take Subax, and this place is actually, like, legitimate. Yeah. They're not just, here's your fucking refill, and I'll see you next month. No, there's an alcohol and drug counselor there. I... I've actually been opening up and talking to him because it kind of helps. Uh, last two times he's given me these silly little workbooks. And I actually did them, man, because everything else that I've done my life hasn't fucking worked. So I've just been trying different shit, man. Yeah, and but first of all, don't don't do don't get bat down on yourself for taking some boxing. You know what I mean? Like that's like some maybe twelve step stuff talking, but like. It's, um, like, Dave and I both support, like, using it in the right way, and it sounds like wherever you get it prescribed from, it's, it's, they do it right, you know? Yeah. But I got one dickhead in my ear telling, oh, you're not clean or that ain't fucking. 
I don't know. It just freaking makes you feel not good. Of course. At least me. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I know that, like, you're probably not the only quadriplegic heroin addict suboxone user and uh, and that your story will be useful to other people and that your struggle will be useful to other people and like I think the more you go places like the, the more you can I mean I, I, I don't know what's going on in that suburb of Illinois but I'm sure there's somebody that wants to drag you to a meeting and and yeah. You know, maybe you could get out there. Um, I got a couple face-to-face ones. Yeah, of course. You never know how your story is going to impact other people. I mean, my sponsor, um, when he was like 16 or something, he killed a kid by accident. I think mine did too, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean... you guys have the same sponsor. Maybe maybe we have the same sponsor. But I'm saying, though, like, he thought there was, like, no coming back from that. And now he's been able to turn it into, like, a net plus and help other people because of it, you know? And I think Hot Wheels could do the same thing. Yeah. Dude, if me talking keeps fucking one person from jamming a needle in their arm fucking tonight, tomorrow, cool. Yeah. Or, or jumping into a frozen pond. Yeah, or jumping into a frozen pond. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, my immortal words, frickin' not immortal. My last walking words were, uh, fuck steve <laughs> I had one up his silly stunts, man. Me and him were uh, one in the same. <laughs> oh, we were gonna tell Brandon Novak that, right? Yeah, yeah. So we can still tell him. We gotta tell him the last words were "fuck Steve." Did you call him? Huh? No, I, I did not. You should call him. He would love to hear. From yeah, you. or just you know, even just text him. You know. Text him you heard him on Dopey Podcast and say you wanted to let him know that your last words were fuck Steve-O before you broke your neck. Here's the thing. I've heard Steve-O do some interviews and stuff. And he's on his shit, man. Steve-O's got his act together tight from what I've seen and heard. That's what I've heard, too. Yeah. They're all trying. And then Bam's trying to do some things like skateboarding in, in Spain, trying to get sober he's or some still, shit. He's, he's still, still drinking, but he's... I don't know about him. All I know is fucking Steve-O's story. Yeah. And, uh, and Novak. He, when it got to the four step, he got so depressed, he had to check back into the mental ward. And I've had two different sponsors tell me that I need to talk to him, but I don't want to freaking talk to him and have him fucking feel guilty. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, Who, Steve-O? Yes. Well, I don't think you have to talk to Your recovery does not is not hinging upon your ability to connect with Steve-O. And I don't think that you will... I mean, Steve-O probably would feel guilty. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about his feelings. If you want to reach out, reach out. But I don't, like Dave said, I don't think your recovery depends on that. But still, I think it's... I'm, I don't know. I mean, at some point, I would want to tell him, you know? I know well, that uh, Brandon... Like one of the first that pops up in my first stuff, man, when I start writing, so... Really? What is? Steve-O. How is it? What is? What does it sound like? Uh, one of my resentments, acting like the jackass on TV, like trying to one up one of his stunts, and fucking here I am. Wow, I wonder how many people have that on their list. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I knew a kid that jumped into a thorn bush because of jackass and got all tore up. But, I mean, it sounds like you really took shit to the next level. Uh, dude, anything worth doing is worth doing right. <laughs> or wrong. <laughs> but not yeah. to mention, in, in Hot Wheels' defense, and, and this is going to sound like a joke, but it I'm, was... Like, I'm a fucking extremist. It was 60 what? degrees. Like, I, I would think that the yeah, ice the would, ice would were, melt it. You know, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sure, like, on any other day. like he, And he went through. He made it through. Just a little too thick. Yeah. Just a little too thick. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was also 230-some-odd pounds coming, I don't know, probably down from 12 feet in the air with momentum, doing a front-and-a-half flip under my head. Yeah. It's a dumb question, but... Was part of the bet that you had to dive head first? Could you have landed? He was no. embellishing. He's adding to it. Nope. That was uh, at the last second. I decided to do that. No, Steve O made you do it. Fucking Steve O, man. No, it didn't make me do anything. <laughs> but it's about it. Like, who wants to see somebody run and do a cannonball? Fuck that, dude. I want to impress everybody. Yeah. Now that I've got your attention. Watch this. At the last, I like going from ground level to the pond. There was kind of like this embankment to drop down like five feet. So I got some elevation before I like came down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what was your favorite drug? Dope was your favorite drug? Uh, adrenaline, then heroin. Adrenaline, heroin, then DMT, then secondhand crack smoke. My list, dude. No. It was just something I did twice. Hot Wheels, what do you... So you have seven days now clean. Yeah. Um, What do you say... You know, we're not going to record for another three weeks, but we'll check in on you in three weeks and see how you're doing. Okay. And you can also call me. You know, I would love it if you called me, if if you feel like using... Or even if you don't. I could use somebody to call me like that if you want to. All right, I will. Well, it's just like fucking, I don't know, alcoholism in general is a disease of isolation and loneliness. And it's like you got this condition that just makes it even harder to fucking reach out to other people when the natural fucking beast inside us tells us not to reach out. And be alone. So it's like fucking you're hit twice, you know? Not to mention he feels sorry for himself and he gets a check every month and and people want to cop for him and it's a whole thing. Yeah, of course. So let's do that. You want to? You're down for that? Hot Wheels? Three weeks? Yeah. All right. So it's seven days. So that should be 28 days. And hey, three. don't put any pressure on. It. No, but I mean, I'm gonna put a little pressure. So 28 days. Is, my whole life, you know, when I thrive under pressure. Okay. So tw- in in three weeks, 28 we want, days. We want 28, 28 days. days all and right? I want you to call me if you ever feel like it or you feel like using or anything. I'll always answer the phone. I might not always be able to talk, but I'll always answer the phone. Ask Chris. Don't I always answer the phone? Yeah, sometimes. Unless I'm on the phone with my... <laughs> like, had it in my hand on your freaking number, and it's like, ah, he's probably serving a table right now. I'll, I'll answer the phone. Fuck them. That fucking, like Chris said, the nature of the beast. Yeah. We should find you a fucking online Dungeons & Dragons group, too. Maybe I'll play, too. I, I got really into Skyrim, which isn't an online one. Fuck you, dude. I got into Skyrim. <laughs> what is Skyrim? No, we'll have a Skyrim talk separately, but I got obsessed. That was the last video game that I played a lot. I played it like 12 hours a day. What is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
You like build your character and make your character strong. <laughs> Sounds like some I'm gay air thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gay, but I loved it, dude. Oh, it's not gay. <laughs> I, I, dude, I got to the point where I could kill the giants in two hits because I cheated and I I went around and I got like the, the, the like the armband and the and like the. the uh. Helmet and the tunic, everything that increased just one-handed weapons or two-handed weapon. Okay. Anyways, we don't want to nerd out on Dopey. Brian, we're going to call you in three weeks, all right? Yeah. All right, brother. Be in touch, man. Sounds good. Thanks, man. No problems. Thank you. Later. Later. All right. Hot Wheels. Hang that up. It's still going. We need to do something really, really fast. The look on your face... When I said he should play online Dungeons and Dragons, you said what? It actually is a good recommendation. It is? Yeah. Are you sure? Hold I feel on. like a jerk. Brian's the man. I'm happy to call him in a, a little bit, but I'm making a phone call right now. Who are you calling? Brian, no- Brandon Novak. We got that. Would be crazy. I mean, that's for Brian to do, but that's crazy. The whole Steve. Who are you calling? Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, you're calling Alex. He called while I was on the thing. He's not answering now. I love Alex. Let me text him. Pick up, you little bitch. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded. Fuck it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. All right. We got to do the ad. Oh, yeah. You do it. I don't have it. You got it. Pause it. Ugh. Pause it. Ugh. All right. If you guys didn't know, SDR stands for Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. It is a weekly show with radio host Ralph Sutton and comedian Big J. Okerson. Yeah. Yeah. They interview people like Gene Simmons and the actress Jennifer Esposito and the Impractical Jokers from the True TV reality show. And tons more. Tons more. On SDR. Porn stars. They get a lot of porn stars. From porn stars to rock stars. Yep. I wonder what kind of stars are in between, like food stars? I guess Andrew Zimmer, and I just was on his show the other day. You should have seen Chris. He looked like a fucking Wait, hold on. Pause this for a second. We're going to return to this. Why? We've got to finish the ad. We're going to Alex. No more calling my dad. We've got to finish this. We'll go back to it. We'll start it over. Alex. Uh, (laughs) Yo, what's up? You're so stupid. What's going on? Say hi. Alex. What the hell is going on over there? Alex, do you know how stupid Chris is? I'm well aware. Holy shit. It doesn't amaze you the way he lives a life and and he incorporates people into it and, like, we have to care about him and he's so fucking dumb? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so Alex... Story story of Chris's life, huh? Alex, you're live right now. He's not... Am I? You are. You're not live. Hey, Chris, guess where I am? Where? I'm walking out of Price Chopper right now. Oh, Chompies. Yeah, dude. Your old stomping grounds. <laughs> you made it just in time. Is it closed at 11? No, it closed at midnight, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you get? Oh, I got... is uh, very interesting. I got a, um... Like, this vegetarian microwave dinner and a package of beef jerky. Why are you I'm eating so confused. late? He's eating late what? because he is the weekend manager of uh, of House 15 in the Berkshire Transition Network. Um, That's right. Me and Alex have alternating shifts. We basically run we run the show. We're co-managers. How's that going, Alex? Oh, it's good. It's 
really good. I just bowled a little bit, and uh, I went to a meeting before then. I spoke at the meeting, so that's pretty cool. It's it's great, dude. We get paid to basically do what we do, anyways. Knock that shit off. What are you doing, Alex? He's getting his car. Yeah. Well, you you get paid to basically be in treatment. We get paid to like go to meetings and go to the grocery store. Kind of. Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, we're supposed to be like these kind of role models, I guess. You know. You hear that, Dave? I'm a role model. Alex, I bet you're a good role model. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, but, Al- uh, but Alex isn't a um, clinical psychology doctoral student. You're going to be the biggest fraud in the history of your college. <laughs> second, second year doctoral student? <laughs> They're going to call him Dr. Fraudulent. <laughs> Dr. Fraudulent. How, how are you doing, Dave? Me, I'm good. Nice. I mean, I'm pretty good. <laughs> not great I, I, You know It's not great Anyways The reason uh, yeah. We wanted Alex to think Alex tell him What you just celebrated Fairly recently Okay So last month I celebrated five years And I, I called in Last year When I celebrated Four years So I just wanted to You know Keep Dopey Nation informed On how well I'm doing You are doing great Have you ever listened to the show It doesn't sound very humble Alex Yeah I have a lot of work to do <laughs> Alex, you listen to the show? No, I haven't been lately. He used to so. listen every week. You're not missing much, I used, man. I used to be pretty plugged in, yeah. But I think once you guys started doing really well, I kind of stopped listening as much. We're not doing really well. You should start <laughs> every, listening. Every time again. I see Chris, he's always like, it's blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so, blowing up. That's just... the only information I go by. That and your Instagram. Alex, you should come. You should come record with us one day again. I would be into it. We should yeah, set that up. We don't want to do anything anymore. And don't be a pussy. He told all these. Alex came on the show, Dopey Nation, about a year and a half ago, and he told all these one-off stories. Like, oh, I knew this guy. One-off. He did this. No, he didn't. He told that story. Oh, oh, oh one-off you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he did tell one-off stories about yeah. the dude who pisses and drinks his piss. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, you're right. He did do that. It was funny. I was out. I was out with Alex and his family, and his his family was like, "You should go on Dopey." I was like, "He's been on Dopey." Yeah, dude, Alex, how about Chris? They'll never listen to it anyway. Alex, how about Chris dating Helga's roommate? What, what was that? How about Chris and the roommate? Chris and the oh, like what's going on right now? Yeah, can you believe that nonsense? Dude, Chris is just like, you know, he comes off as like this kind of like goofy, well, dopey guy, but then like, just, you know, getting around with all these ladies, like, what's up with that, really? It's it's not even like getting around with all these ladies, it's like, he's addicted to chaos, and like, and, and, and nobody cares about him. Everybody's like, oh, that's cool, Chris. If you really like her, that's cool. I'm like, dude, nobody cares about you. They don't realize what a fucking train wreck your life is. You know what? I'm going to marry this woman, have kids, and live happily ever after just to spite you. That's the only way that you'll be proven right. Well, you know, Dave, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Chris is a second-year doctoral student. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's kind of of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) All Chris does... I'm with you. I'm with you, Dave. I understand where you're coming from. But his group, his his sponsor, his therapist, his family, nobody fucking checks in. And, like, it's like, what are you doing? It's crazy town. (laughs) 
I had to stop talking to him. It got so bad for me that I had to stop talking to him. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in like three weeks since we recorded Dopey. I saw wow. him. I was so happy to see him because I stopped talking to him. You had to stop talking to him because his life was so unmanageable? No, because yes. no, I've been hanging out with this woman. That's no, it was so chaotic. And, and more than chaotic, Alex, it's annoying. Chris's life is just so <laughs> annoying to hear about. <laughs> Uh, all right, Alex, we gotta I like go. Christmas stories about his life. Yeah. How often do you talk to him? Not enough. Ever since he's been seeing this woman, he's disappeared, kind of, you know? Very sad. You know what his parents call him? Uh, what is it, Candy Bar? No, they call him Putty. <laughs> because he's Putty. Because he's he, he molds into no, whatever. Putty from Seinfeld. Also, because you are like oh, a fucking no silly Putty that you will mimic no, whatever you touch. No, it's Putty from Seinfeld because they say my ADD is really bad and I stare at the wall blankly. It's because you are like silly Putty. You Chris, have no Chris, have form. Have you ever told the story of how your nickname was Candy Bar? No, you can tell it. What's that? No, you should tell that one, dude. It's I don't a even great know story. it. You were the one. I wasn't there for it. Okay, I'll tell it real quick. Um, I was at Chris when Chris graduated his undergraduate. I went when his like his whole family was there, and his mom's sitting next to me, and she's telling me she's like, she's just telling me all about Chris, and she's like, yeah, when when Chris was a little kid, he would always go to basketball camp with his brother, and he's like, his brother was really good, and then she's like. But Chris, you know, they, they, they always called Chris Candy Bar because he was just, he was a little chunky and he was always, always eating candy bars. <laughs> I just always thought that was really funny. No, the coach told me that I could dunk if he taped a candy bar to the back of the... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, the see, your mom was telling me that you're pretty much a little fat kid. <laughs> so that was the moral of that story. That's, that's, I had another... And not much has changed. Not much has changed. The worst, I mean... Uh, I, I, wish, I had something so funny in my head to say about Chris, but now I, I was just transfixed on this candy bar story. <laughs> candy bar. Jesus All right, Christ. we're dude, we're way over, Alex. We'll talk to you in a year, okay? No, Alex. <laughs> Alex, you got to okay. come through. Right. Have a good night, guys. Alex. Yes. You got to come back and come on Dopey and tell some serious Dopey shit. I will. Are you guys live in New York City right now? Live. Yeah, yeah, we're live. We're broadcasting. I'm staring at the Empire State <laughs> Building. Is Artie Lang coming on the show? Soon. Dude, what are you, are you mocking me now, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you heard about when I met Artie, how depressing it was? Yeah, I think we, you might have told me that over the phone. I was with Chris or something. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Do you know, I, I think once a week I tweet at Artie. I tweet, what are you mm. doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. There's something else I wanted to say bashing Chris. Oh, the best. Alex, do you remember yep. after Helga broke Chris's heart and Chris mm. started dating the dopey fan and put the picture of him and the dopey fan on Instagram her. so oh, yeah. so that Helga would see it? That's not that the best. That's why you admitted that to me. You admitted that to me. That was the best. I uh, mean, we could really, if we wanted to break this down, maybe even what Chris is doing now is no, we're to get stop- back at Olga. We're, we're stopping. Oh, ve- is, name is, is Helga. it Chris, though? Is it? Dude, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Alex might be on to something. Uh, I mean, I do know a second-year doctoral student, so. A really fucked up one? Yeah, really, he's really sick. He's a really, really <laughs> sick, sick person. Uh, 
All right. Do you know? Do you know that for Chris to hear about his his shortcomings, it's like fucking injecting cocaine. You should see him. His hair is all mussed up. He's smiling like he just took this big shot of fucking crack, and he's like he's like so happy when we talk about him like this. He gets giddy. He's smiling from ear to ear. He's rocking back and forth. He's doing the whole thing. Oh my god. All right. We'll talk to you in a year, Alex. Okay. Hey, you just love saying that. Yes, I do. <laughs> really? You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Next year right. in Jerusalem. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. I'll right. talk to you guys later. My, my right. Semitic bye, brother. Bye, bye, bye. He's gone. He's gone. We gotta get back to that ad. Wait, hold on. Before we get to the ad, I have to do one thing. It's gonna take two seconds because you know you commented on this whole Helga thing and about how it was so annoying to you. So what I am gonna do is real quick, like. Oh, God. What? What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? What are you doing? I am going to play something. What? It is... Say something, David. What do you want me to say? Are you going to put video on Instagram? I'm going to send it to... This is a voice uh, video. (laughs) Sing the first uh, verse of Forever and Dead. You know what this is? No, forever and dead. No, I'm not going to do that. Come on. How's old? Is she well? <laughs> Does she know about you guys? <laughs> I fear. That's what... Well, because fuck you. What? Fuck me what? Because <laughs> you're all like, oh, it's so annoying, but you can play a song about it, make a joke. That, for for Dopey Nation, so you understand, that was a song when I was just asking out Helga that Dave played. That's not true. That's a song that after he was secretly dating Helga's roommate, he needed to send Helga's roommate a video of me, and I didn't know what else to do besides make fun of their tryst. This... Their tryst? Your tryst with... What is tryst? Tryst is a love situation. Mm. A situation of love making. Okay. Anyway. Fucking SDR stands for Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Yeah, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll. You guys gotta check this shit out. It's a weekly show. Straight fire. With radio host Ralph Sutton and comedian... Big J. Okerson. That's right. And porn stars to rock stars. Interviews with people like Gene Simmons of Kiss. The actress Jennifer Esposito. Jennifer Esposito. Do you know who Jennifer? <laughs> Why would they pick her? Um, the Impractical Jokers from the True TV reality show and tons more. Uh, we love SDR. It's we listen great. from time to time, and it, it gets a nice chuckle out of us. Yeah. Chris and Annie often sit around when they drive. They listen to SDR, and she blows him while he drives. I don't like that. No, no, it's not my thing. What, SDR or getting blown while you drive? Getting blown while I drive. I love SDR. Who doesn't like getting blown while they drive? <laughs> Do you? I would, I, I don't, I've never been blown while I drive. I have once, I think. Dude, I would, I would love to get blown while I drive. I just want to stop and go, like, continue and 
a private space. I think I would like it because I would I wouldn't come that fast. I'd be so <laughs> nervous that I was going to crash. So I'd be like, and I think it's so exciting. It takes me forever to come if I get a blowjob. I have to really think about it. What are you thinking about? Coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, I, I I like getting blown while I drive. I don't think I've ever have. You haven't, so you don't know. I'm sure I have. Well, what, that would be like not contempt prior to investigation. What's the opposite of con- is optimism prior to <laughs> Enjoyment prior to investigation. <laughs> no, I think I have. I think I have. I, I mean, just dopey nation, I barely drove in my life. Yeah. I'm from the city. All right. <laughs> I've, I've gotten my share of blowjobs, though. I don't want you guys to think that I didn't get blowjobs. All right. Continue. Continue. Um, the show is hilarious, a riot, chaotic, as well as somehow also interesting and exciteful. Insightful. Exciteful? Insightful. Insightful. To subscribe, just look up the SDR Show wherever you listen to podcasts or learn more at the SDRshow.com. And I say this, listen to the SDR Show, but more importantly, tell them you heard about it on Dopey. Dopey. And thank you for tuning in, Dopey Nation. Thank you, Hot um, Wheels. It's been a wonderful thank you, Hot Alex. Wheels. Look forward to hearing from Hot Wheels in three weeks when he has 28 days sober. If you're bored, check out squirt.org if you're gay. If you want to communicate with Hot Wheels and wish him some warm regards, send us an email. We'll forward it to him. We will. Yeah. What about squirt.org? Yeah, check it out if you're gay. Or if you're straight and you want to try... Actually, we need to mention that on the next episode. Which? Because the next episode is the gayest dopey ever, part two. Dude, we're just really getting gay. Yeah, we're getting super gay. And I, I want to give a big shout out to our gay Asian listener Brian Chang. Brian who, Chang Chang Chang, who wrote uh, he wrote a, you know there's somebody on Instagram who said they don't like my songs. Yeah, which just hurt. And he got your he bad your back. And no, Brian wrote on today how much he liked the song that that guy didn't like. Wonderful. All right, let's wrap it up here. All right, just please, we need some reviews. Yeah, from reviews, follow us on Instagram, like us on Twitter. No, um, follow us on Twitter. Nobody follows us. on yeah. Twitter. Oh, I want to dig a big, big... What do you mean? Review us. I want to give a big shout-out to all the Twitter heads. Tyler and Ross XFM. And Reddit. Follow us on Reddit. Reddit. If you're on Twitter, you have a special place in my heart. Yeah, Dave does the Twitter. I do the Instagram, everybody. I do Twitter so badly. And neither of us really do. Sometimes I post to Facebook. You've been posting to Facebook. Oh, yeah. I don't even get into that. we got to hang this up. Uh, Toodles. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, my brothers and sisters in recovery. And out of recovery. Sure. Let your freak flag fly. But please, write a review so we can have more than Omar of Share. Toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive just to show all of these people what it means to be alive but I want to be good so bad want to be so good so bad so bad I want to be good so bad bad desires all I ever had 
shadows get smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadows getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand And I wonder would they pay it any mind When I leave this busted city far behind I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find, and I want to be good so bad, want to be good so bad, so bad, I want to be good so bad, bad desire's all I ever had, damn it, all these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had. It's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, 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 and these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had.